Hello and welcome back to the Perth to Pacer podcast, episode number 120. There's not been a game this week and we were debating not doing an episode, but then we just thought, oh, here's a prime opportunity to bring back a popular guest. But until then, we've got Adam to deal with as well. So hi, Adam. How are you? Hey, mate. Uh, I'm I'm all right. I, yeah, it was nice to not have the weekend ruined by Hart and Midlothian. So yeah, how are you? I'm all right. I was saying beforehand, I'm absolutely convinced I've got COVID. So... This could be an interesting podcast. I've not got any tests. They're arriving tomorrow. So we'll find out tomorrow and see what actually happens. But as I said, we've got a guest. And if you're watching on YouTube, you'll have seen who it is already as he fumbles about as as ever, professional as ever. It is comedian extraordinaire, new Wimbledon fan and dog owner as a personality. It's Richard Cobb. Richard, how are you? Good, thanks. Do you mean like new Wimbledon as in like new club Wimbledon or new as in I've recently become a new Wimbledon fan? I think you've both. Both of them, okay. it works perfectly. Good. Yeah. Um, I missed the rest of what you're saying, but yeah, thanks. <laughs> did you did you say welcome? I don't know. Yeah, I thought I'd extend a welcome. All right. Okay. Thanks. Yeah, good, good to be here. Um, yeah. <laughs> you again, third time, something like that. Yeah, you are now officially the most repetitive guest we've had. Fuck me, that's a low for the podcast, isn't it? Wow. <sighs> yep. Well, and on that, <laughs> this expertly done intro, Richard's now been on a couple of times, and he's been very gracious to never plug anything apart from his Twitter, and I'm not allowing <laughs> that to happen this time, so I've warned him about this. Richard is getting to plug stuff because this summer in the Edinburgh Fringe Festival, he's actually getting to do a proper Fringe show, which is very exciting. It's called Couples Massage. It's based around getting to do it. I'm getting to do it. Oh, <laughs> this is, this is part of letting him do it. Yeah, he's, he's got a wee day out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, a proper show that he has worked very hard to get the opportunity to perform to the paying masses. Is that better for you? It's a bit much like, but yeah. Okay, right, fine. <laughs> it's called Couples Massage. Please explain what's happening with it. Um, Like, the, what the premise of the show? Yeah, sure, that. When, do you know when it is yet? Yeah, um, I did the form earlier. I kind of wish you had this info. Right, um, yeah, it would have been helpful. It is... The thir- the, uh, yeah, 3rd to the 13th, and then I've got a day off. Um, and then fifteenth to the twenty first, and I probably don't need to go through individual dates. Do I? It's basically the whole of August. I've got two days off, uh, so don't go on those days. Uh, it's at the. Uh, I don't know if I can reveal the venue yet. I've, po- I've posted it. I don't, like, let's call it Hitty Halfy, right? And uh, yeah, seven twenty five every night, and it's uh, hear what you want, but preferably the more expensive option. That sounds good. So please, well, obviously, we'll plug it nearer the time. Please watch your Twitter so people know where to go and actually get all the information properly. Should I explain? I mean, I would explain what it's about, but I don't really want to detract from this episode. No, go for it. This, the entire premise no, is you being the, the, the floor is yours. Bash go on. for it. All right. So it's basically it's about uh, it was on honeymoon last year, and <laughs> that took a little bit of time to kind of remember when that was. Like last year, <laughs> and uh, basically I went for a couple's massage, and uh, I got distracted. So basically, the whole hour is essentially stuff that went from my head. About I think it was the same night the Hearts were playing Fiorentina away. So I went at halftime for this massage, and in my head the whole time I kept thinking. 
we're definitely turning this around. Like we're actually going to be winning at this point. But because I couldn't access my phone, then I just had to sort of create the solution in my head. And then basically like a string of consciousness, I just started thinking about like weird stuff like that I'd called a teacher mom in primary school. And that was probably the worst thing that's ever happened to me. And then the fact that I'd uh, like other more mortifying stuff that I'm not going to bore you with or ruin because it might not make the final cut of the show. Because at the moment, it's not that funny, but it might be funny by August. So You've got time. It's fine. Got time. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, exactly. Well, please do follow Richard on Twitter, that Richard Cobb. Get yourself down to it. It's going to be really, really good. What was you- my timeline? Is your Twitter that Richard? Did you say that Richard Cobb or that Richard Cobb? Ah, the Richard Cobb. Right, okay, yeah. fine, yeah. We're fine. We're fine. It's in the description. It's on the screen. This entire episode, if you're watching on YouTube, we're fine. We know what's happening. But oh, audio listeners, you're fucked. Yes, basically. That's why you need to go to the yeah. Richard Cobb. Nice. Nice. So, audio listeners, he, he had a drag of the remains of his red wine while looking yes. disturbed that he'd chosen this podcast over the Wimbledon game over the road tonight. Well, we all make mistakes sometimes. Anyway... We need to hear about your thoughts on the season so far because the last time you joined us was during last season where everything was just kind of good at all times. And if you've listened to this show, listeners, then you know that Adam and me have had disagreements about the levels of enjoyment this season. So, Richard, how have you felt it's been? Obviously, this is, I think, game week 26. Um, At this point last season, you actually came on three weeks after this and we were flying high, clearing third. We knew we were in the semi-final of the Scottish Cup, whereas now we're still clearing third, but by half the points, and it's we don't know if we're going to be in the semi-final of the Cup. So overall, how have you found the season so far? I think like the important thing to look at is we're, what, one point worse off than we were yes. this time last season, but yeah. other teams have got less shit. It's yes. probably the best way to put that. I think, mm-hmm. like, I don't know. I think we've 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 kind of, we've. I was going to say ridden our luck, rode our luck. We've we've uh, ridden, ridden our luck, ridden, rode, yeah, rode, 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 yeah, 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 a penalty. Like 10 yeah, for an hour. Um, yeah. yeah, so stuff like that, you know, like that obviously went in our favour and it was a little bit like, oh, we've actually, you know, got away with one here. But then at the same point, like, you'll get a, re- a result like the other. What, what day? When did it happen? Yeah, <laughs> the Sunday last, before last. Sunday? The week before yeah. last year. And um, yeah, stuff like that will happen. Then you'll be a bit like, uh, and then it, because it was, there's a bit of a gap between the next game, then it'll just have time to kind of marinade and think like well this is a disaster and then you'll see Celtic winning another trophy that they've already forgotten about and then you'll suddenly panic and think like oh god we've got them twice in a couple of weeks so uh, I'm aware I've not really answered the how we're doing so far better as opposed to looking at the future but yeah I'd say just like if folk are morning we could be a lot worse look at the state of Aberdeen like obviously they won at the weekend but like what a disaster. And uh, Dundee United are close to getting Craig Levine, so things are even worse over there for them. So. <laughs> I actually want to briefly touch on that because just before we started recording, it was also confirmed that Ashgar's just left Dundee United as sporting director. Hmm. So there's a chance that if Levine doesn't get the manager's job, Dundee United will approach him 
for the sporting director's job. Adam, I know you're very, you've made it very clear your thoughts on Levine's time at Hearts on this podcast before. There's been a lot of discourse around Levine, whether or not he would be a successful move, a sensible move, a fucking mental move. What do you make of Levine potentially going to Dundee United? Wild. Um, the last time that he was manager, he actually took over from, I think it was Craig Brewster, and they were bottom of the league as well. So he's got a track record in saving Dundee United. Um, but this Dundee United won't have a transfer window, so he's got to work with the squad that's already in place. His last premiership job was a disaster. He'd moved into the odds-on favourite to become the next Dundee United manager. Now I'm starting to wonder if, because Tony Ashgar stepped down, that he'll have that dual control just as he did back then and just as he did with us. And it might go swimmingly at the start, but it's only the start. And I think we only need to look at how it all unraveled in the end from a Hearts perspective. So it's an intriguing appointment. It's a patter appointment. And I don't know whether United are already preparing for life in the second tier with that appointment. Potential appointment. Has it happened yet or is it still? Potential appointment. Potential, yeah. yeah. We should say that. Imagine if it just, yeah, we have. We Neil have Lennon's insights. second favourite. So, I mean, it could be going swimmingly is either it? way for those United fans. Apparently so, yeah. God. Imagine a double header. Neil Lennon in the dugout, Craig Levine. Oh my God. Lennon like, under Levine. That would be yeah. box office. The image of Lennon under Levine is not something I want. <laughs> it's not a fun time. It's not a great time. I want Lennon to get the Aberdeen job and then Levine to go in at Dundee United because that would just be patter central. That would be glorious for our league. It's 2018 all over again. Um, focusing on hearts and the positives, obviously we have been waxing lyrical about Lawrence Shankland, Alex Cochran. Recently, Adam actually suggested that Xander Clark was our best bit of business that we did in the summer. Snodgrass has been very popular. What have you made of the new signings? Obviously, I, I'm not actually aware what you thought of the potential of Lawrence Shankland. I know that you could now sit here and go, I always backed him because he's coming and done really well. But with Shankland, were you on board with the signing initially or has he, and or has he done better than you thought he would do? Were you a MacIver or were you me? Yeah, basically. A bit of, a bit of both, actually. So, I mean, I was happy about it, but... At the same time, if I look back, I was happy with like signing John Sutton, for example. You know, it was one of them that you're like, oh, <laughs> where like, are we, we all? We need, yeah, we like, we need a, a number nine and stuff. I and mean, none of this, like Sean Clay up front, giving the number nine, none of this, uh, Ben Woodburn, God rest his soul, giving the number nine. And, <laughs> I wondered how long it would take. I wondered, like, that's 30 minutes <laughs> since we set the recording off. Oh, God almighty. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I mean, like, yeah, no, I was happy about it, but I didn't think he'd um, do quite as well, like, as, mm-hmm. as he has done. But, um, I mean, you could say, oh, he's, he's scored lots of penalties and stuff, but you've still got to put it in the back of the net, haven't you? So it doesn't really mean anything. Um, but, yeah, no, I've, I've been happy with that. I think there's a few kind of question marks over over some of the signings, just some of the more kind of filler players. And I think... January is like not like the signings we've had from January. It's not really been the time to like it's just been a bit of choppy water to be p- putting them in. Like yeah. amount of times that like the game will be on a knife edge and we'll see like Oda where they translate <laughs> at the side, and I'm like, 
what was he saying to him? Like, kind of like, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's going well. Like, you just need to, you know, score four goals, maybe, mate, and stuff. I felt so. I feel so bad for Oda, especially oh. because at least Garang has had time. Like, there's been times where Garang's come on and we're winning and doing well. And it's kind of like go on yourself. Oda's only featured when, as you say, <laughs> games are either on the knife edge and we need to mm. hold on, or it's like, right, we're getting battered off Motherwell. We no players going. You fix it. And it's, I think he would have expected at least a slightly easier transition. But do you see enough from? I've seen people say that we should be focusing more on Garang because he's here short term. But then I've seen other people say that we should be focusing more on Oda because he's actually our player. What do you think? There's an anything that we can read into Oda's performances so far. Bear in mind, his only start was Livingston. Oh wait, yeah. yeah. Well, I, th- I think at the same point, I almost see him as like the the striking equivalent of Nielsen. You can't like not the not Robbie Nielsen, but like mm-hmm. uh, Lewis Nielsen. You kind of think, yeah, like we only need them if it's absolutely necessary. And I think if we were still kind of, you know, if if Ginelli hadn't been suspended or whatever for one of those games, and uh, if Mackay wasn't absolute horseshit, then maybe we could, <laughs> like, you know, I've, I've bled him in a bit better. You know, when we're kind of doing doing a bit better there, but like it's. Uh, yeah, I mean, putting them on, expecting them to turn a game. I think that's um, it's not it's not really working. But at the same time, it's we're not really at a crisis situation yet. I think when you start looking at, uh, for example, if we're three 0 down to Celtic in the cup, and then we put him on, I'm just like, just don't bother, you know. Um, Chuck Wallon because he's gone out soon anyway. So like, mm-hmm. let him deal with failure before he goes back to Newcastle. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I believe me, he'll be used to that very yeah. soon. Um, in regards to the rest of this season. Obviously, we'll touch on the Cup in a bit more depth in a minute, but generally, I saw today Nielsen said that this month is the most important month of the season, considering we have... What, February? Yeah, well, no, March. I keep forgetting what I was going to say. In fairness, <laughs> he said this month, so take it up with Barry Anderson and Robbie Nielsen, the idiots. Did you watch um, the presser? What, what, month, what month did the journalist ask about? They just said, what do you make of the upcoming fixtures? And Nielsen went, this month is the most important month. Right, so that sounds like March ahead, but I, I don't know. He said I didn't this. watch it. Right, basically, he said this. And the point was, he picked out the fact that we've got St Johnston, then a doubleheader of Celtic in two competitions, then Aberdeen away, and then we only have three games, I think it is, until the split after that. Oof. You're saying there, we're not in a crisis, which we absolutely aren't, especially when you compare it to other teams who should be doing as well as us or in and around us, and they definitely aren't. How do you see the rest of the season going? Obviously, you can't kind of work out injuries or general stuff like that, but if we keep roughly the same squad with, apparently, Liam Boyce and Benny Beningame both out running now, Peter Haring back in training. Oh, don't say this, MacIver. Why? I have to factually been, state been, that they're back. Yeah but, yeah, but we've been hearing that they'd be back for however long. I'll, yeah. I'll believe it when I see it. But, basically, we're getting... I think it's only Gary Mackay-Steven that is expected to not play again this season. There's hopes that Gordon's back Or next gym. season, hopefully. Or, yeah, exactly. Sorry, I was watching Richard just there and I could see the cogs turning. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's not happening again. But Gordon's inexplicably back in the gym doing everything that you wouldn't expect a man with a leg snapped in half to do. How do you feel probably, the rest of the season's going to go? Probably not as bad as the rest of this podcast. Probably not. Probably yeah. not. We'd hope not. Otherwise, we're going to get relegated. 
Yeah. I don't know. I think it'll be fine. I think the thing is, it's like you look at Hibs. It's up to me or Adam. Have you spoken yet? <laughs> <laughs> it's to you. It's to you. Right. Like, I think Hibs are in a bit of a false position um, mm-hmm. at the moment. So I don't think, like, I could be completely wrong, but I sort of see, like, you can kind of tell in Lee Johnson's, like, press conferences and stuff. He's like, yeah, this is exactly what I thought this team could do. And I'm like, mm-hmm. okay. Very good, but like he's kind of just like a little, a little bit like a um, a guy that's maybe to say like somebody found twenty quid in the playground and they're like, "Is that yours?" He's like, "Yeah, I, I, that's definitely mine." You know, it's just that sort of like lying through his teeth. So I sort of think like a couple of bad results and then they'll be kind of back on the fringes of top six. But uh, for us, I think I think stuff like that will probably help us just because it's no team will kind of like you know that that um, video I was put out every couple of months of like the hardest challenges for third place and it's just the the TV show when they're all sliding on the ice. Yep. I think it's just kind of like that again so I, I don't think there's going to be a lot of changes apart from maybe the team that are sixth and seventh. I think the rest will kind of just sort of do what they're doing. I think that's pretty fair. Um, we'll move on to the cup draw. As Adam, what do you think? No, Adam has made it very clear his thoughts. Adam thinks we're a, a loss away from Nielsen getting sacked and a crisis. No, happening. that's a bit harsh. I just a bit harsh. Just... The fact that that's only a bit harsh I just... says it all. No, I just think that it's a lot closer than folk think. But I think, what to counter Richard's point, he, he was talking about Hibs there and he, ra- he raises Hibs because it's a good point. They've got Livingston away at the weekend. They then play both the old firm. So... Mm-hmm. If we beat St. Johnston on Saturday, say, I was going to say, and maybe go up to Aberdeen and actually win up there for once, then things are looking far rosier in the garden than perhaps even I thought. Which is no very rosy no. by the last couple of weeks. Because it's hearts. <laughs> we're, all, we're, all, we're, all, we're always a defeat away from disaster as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, that's very apparent. Uh, and what that potential disaster could be is in the Scottish Cup as just the day after we record the last episode. That is a disaster. Yeah, the quarterfinal draw was made, and as soon as Hearts at home came out, I think every Hearts fan expected one half of the old firm to come out the other side. It was Celtic. We've managed to avoid Rangers. So the what we just seem to always play Rangers now. Um so that's one positive. Adam, we'll come to you first. What was your reaction when you saw the draw? Uh, well, I was driving up to Glasgow, so I was listening to it on the radio, um, and I heard Hearts at Home, and again, like you thought, oh, brilliant, at least we're at Tynecastle. What can come of this? Then I realised that both the old firm, I think, were still left in it. Mm-hmm. Um, so as soon as they said Celtic, yeah, it was uh, it was no real surprise to me. I, I tried to be as positive as I, as I could. I thought, if we are going to beat Celtic, our best chance is at Tynecastle. But then I thought to myself, if we're going to go on and win this competition like everybody at the club is mouthing off about, like it's our third final in four years and all this shite, I thought, we're going to have to beat Celtic and or Rangers, which isn't a stretch, it's just it's going to be very, very tricky in order to do so. Um, But look, do I I want to say that? I want to say that the winner of the quarterfinal tie between Hearts and Celtic is in with a right good chance. Yeah. If it's Celtic, they probably will go on and win it. If it's us, I'm not saying that we'd then be favourites, but we'd definitely be second favourites only to Rangers as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, especially with the fact that Hibs and Aberdeen are already out. 
Um, and the fact that it's like there's guaranteed to be at least one lower league team at Hamden. Yeah, what is it? It was like Kelly and Verness was one, and what was the other tie? I can't even mind. Kelly like and Ayr, Verness. Ayr, no, Ayr on Yeah, Aira Falkirk, that's right. Yeah, Aira yeah, Falkirk, so one of Aira Falkirk, yeah. So there's an opportunity there for anybody. Uh, Richard, I, all I remember of your reaction is that you were very derisory to me about my reaction. So what did you think of the draw? Well, that, I mean, that, the important thing about that is that was before the Motherwell game. So <laughs> true, very true. I think, like, yeah, it's not ideal, but in my like in my head, there's always this thing like maybe Celtic won't fully switch on until the semi final or until Hamden essentially. So it's kind of one of them like, oh, it could be a bit dodgy for them. But I mean, they've just not really shown any signs of like any like at least previous seasons. There's kind of been a bit of a oh like. You know they're looking a bit dodgy, but they've just got so much like a, a worrying amount of squad depth that like the odds of their team pulling our hearts and so, like against Motherwell and suddenly the whole team are just don't know how to kick a ball. Mm-hmm. I think like for Celtic to be like that it would be very unlikely. Um, so yeah, I mean, like Adam said, I think the best chance we've got is at Tynecastle, but. It's not saying you know, much, is it? It's not. No, it's uh, you know. But at the same point, I can't be bothered going through the whole panel again of uh, like, like being on who wants to be a millionaire and then fucking it up the second question from the end. Yeah. You know, again, like I'd rather just be like, right, be done with it. And at least from that point of view, you could like be left with a scenario of thinking, what if United get European football? You know, something like that. Like. <laughs> uh, but I don't know. I, I think from that point of view as well, you've got to look at it. There's not that same fear from other teams. You know, if, if it is going to be a Rangers and Celtic, it's like rubbish. But at the same point, it's like nothing's really changed. It's always like if if it means that third place gets the European group stage, then it's in our hands essentially. Whereas if you start kind of looking at potentially better teams that and what they could do with the money, that's when you start to panic a little bit. But, that's That's what I've seen a lot yeah. of people say. Uh, the, the biggest positive of this is that it basically guarantees third place in the top flight. Unless something mental does happen, like Ayr somehow win it, Falkirk somehow win it. It basically guarantees. So it, it means that even if we get knocked out, then it's like, right, we've got... How many game weeks do we have after this one? Like in the week? Is it 12? Uh, I want to say there's 12 from now. Hold on a second. Did they say something like six or something before the split? I think so, yeah. And then there'll be another... Yeah, so it's, yeah, it's so 11 the, or 12. The, the St. Johnston game takes us to 27 played. So then we'll have six prior to the split and, yeah, 11 and in total. Five, right, okay, cool. So you basically are left with a situation going, right, you've got 30 to 36 points here and there that you need to go, right, can we get that? We'll get to third that way. I'll put you both on the spot now. I'll go to you first, Richard. Will we get third this season? Can you uh, just for the for what can you like what is it I say for the listeners for me because I can't be asked to check it on my phone. Uh, how many points are we away from? Is it like there's currently five clear of five, yeah, five, we're, we're five points above everybody else, right? And have we got a game in hand over? We've got a game in hand Hibs? over St. Mirren, but not Hibs. Right, okay. Uh, I think so. Yeah, I mean, I'm fairly confident that it, it would take a colossal uh, Heart of Midlothian-esque collapse for it to not happen, but no, I, I think we've got enough professionals in the team that that's not going to happen. I think like 
there's there's enough there. I think for like even behind the scenes, if you think of Craig Gordon's not playing, but he'll be like kicking kick shins behind the the scenes about that to to get that over the line. But, I think that, that's a good that. point actually. That's a good, I never even really thought of that about like yeah, it's annoying not having Gordon voice and stuff like that, but they are still big characters in the dressing room who won't allow any forms of complacency. I think that's a, you just need yeah. to go back to the attitude of like beat that that week that we beat Hibs or the time that whenever it was that we beat Hibs in January twice. That was like the like complete optimum mentality of just yeah. like now nah, we need to win this, and that's the kind of what what we need to do. And you know, it's, it's what is two months or something that they need to do it for. So it's not like it's they've got a whole season ahead. It's uh, yeah, you know, not much time, so it should be all right. Adam, do you agree, or are you? Think that it's a complete calamity already. No, I I think listen, we should. If we don't, then I think question marks need to be asked because of the advantage that we'd seemingly built for ourselves and have somehow pissed away. I think look, we need to take advantage of Hibbs's next three fixtures for me. I think they're the only really they're only really the ones that seem to be mounting a challenge. I thought Livingston were gonna, but they've had a little dip. All these teams do, like St. Mirren have even, because they just can't play away from Paisley. So, yeah, I, I don't see why not, but I think for me, it has to start with getting back to winning ways against St. Johnson on Saturday, without a doubt. I think that's very fair, and that's a perfect segue, because I'm just looking now at St. Johnston's form, and St. Johnston, in the last 10 games, have only beaten the bottom three teams. It's the only three teams, and then you go back to it, and then inexplicably, Rangers. But that's just the way this league works. So they are coming off a big confidence boosting win against uh, Dundee United and a draw against St Mirren. Yeah, they were down to 10 men for that. Adam, how do you feel this weekend's going to go? Because obviously we've actually been quite good against St Johnston this season, which is a rarity. Normally we slip up against them at some point. Do you think that could be this weekend? No, no. I think the fact that we've had an extra week to prepare St Johnston were one nil up with the, that ten men and couldn't see it out for an extra five minutes. Courtesy of an Alex Gogic equaliser. I think we will bounce back accordingly. To be honest, I think it's gone. What have, have both games been three two? Is that right? Three two at Tiny yeah. and three two at McDevitt yeah. Park. Yeah, so there's been far too many goals in the games for my liking. Uh, I would take a bog standard one stroke two nil. I think yeah. I think that's what I think that's why we'll be. I think we've had a week extra to prepare. They've had an extra fixture in that time. It's whether Robbie Nielsen will stick with the same players that are off the boil recently that will have me concerned come two o'clock on Saturday when I see that team's out. That's what I was going to ask you, Richard. If you were Nielsen, would you go right? We allow basically the same team that played against Mother to play again to kind of make up for it, or I could tell by a shake of the head, you'd make changes. What changes would you make? Uh, I think... Who started on the Motherwell game? Uh, the <laughs> big omission was Gino, because he was suspended. Oh, right, okay, yeah, and so that's, yeah, I was going to say that, but I wasn't confident. Yeah, um, you're fine. Yeah, should have gone he, for it, mate. Trust he yourself. goes back in, but I think you're kind of... Humphreys was pish, was he not? Was he yeah, quite he was pish? Really I mean, they're all pretty pish, but he yeah. was... Um, Humphreys did nothing. Kind of, you did absolutely nothing against Motherwell, yeah. No, he's too probably too busy with his like lad Bible interviews after that halfway line goal. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, 
but yeah, no, I think he comes back in. But then, then the question is like, do we want Qual starting or anything? But then, he, like, the problem is that he's he's on the right, isn't he? So it's kind of yeah, like basically, can someone just come in? Like, can we bring like you and Henderson in for like <laughs> Mackay? Anyone? Halliday? Oh, Halliday's that, back. That's another aspect. I don't want to be one of these people that just jumps on the Mackay bandwagon, but it is like. It's very like a crisis of confidence, and I think you just need to look at when he came off the bench. Was that against St. Johnson? I can't remember. Like when he scored yeah, that goal, was. when he was that's right. like, and that's like you almost need that kind of kick up the arse, and I think that's what he needs. Um, because it's still like on his day, yeah, he'd still be a be a top performer. But you get like it's there's too much rotation of the rest of it, and that's a key element that's not getting us a lot of joy on that side. So, um, what was the rest of the question? The, I was actually going to ask you: Is this the game that you would potentially start Oda in? Because he can play on the left hand side. No. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair play. We'll on go with you and Henderson. What, like on what on on what evidence? I think like because it's a must win game. Yeah. Again, yeah. we're going down the path of like, oh, this could be potentially tricky for him. Like, let's chuck him in. Let's <laughs> um, go for it. Can I even like, play you in Henderson because he's out on loan at Queen's Park? So we are going to yeah. have to go for like a an Alan Forrest or somebody. I forgot about him as well. True. Um, That's who I thought of. And just, I don't know, Forrest and Ginelli either side. Well, it, when Ginelli's I'm been playing... I'm a confident in either of them playing on the left. Not particularly. When Ginelli's been playing, Nielsen's played them through the middle with Shankland and one other kind of in behind. So you could have... Janelli through the middle and then Shanklin and Forrest. Forrest, Kyol, one of them in that weird bit. I can tell by your face, Richard, you don't like this thing of Gino um, and Shanklin being in a weird situation. Another issue is, is that it's almost like the Boyce effect of when, remember, we kept like we weren't using Boyce to his best position. And it was just really frustrating, like seeing him trying to almost like pick it up on the spot. Like, just like, <laughs> oh, yeah, we'll play him out wide. But then it's like, well, I mean, who's playing in the middle mm-hmm. and it was just it was just really annoying and I feel like when we push Shanklin back a lot it just doesn't like it's it's annoying so we'll get like we'll play it in like the six yard box or whatever and it like he would have been able to smash it away but he's still like marking his own goal line yeah. Yeah. yeah so it's I don't know it's, it's annoying I feel like it's if you look back to how we had been uh, performing like I said back to the kind of the peaks of January and stuff it's sort of like that's what we should be looking to emulate, and not just like kind of making stuff up again. I don't because I don't think the squad's in a bad enough position that that we need to be kind of experimenting. I think it's just a case of getting over the line. Uh, the the last person I want to ask you about, I I think I would know Adam's answer to this, so I'll come to him second. But would you give George Grant a start here? Because Devlin obviously started against Motherwell and was brought off at half time for Grant, and there was a lot of thought at the time that. Grant deserved his start. Obviously, a lot of people pointed at the Hamilton game with the adage that it was Hamilton, but prior to that, he'd been coming off the bench and making an impact. Is this a game that you feel Grant could do well at home? Again, it isn't an important must-win game, but would you trust him in that situation? I'd trust him. I'd, I'd trust him in the sense of if, if Devlin wasn't available. I'd, I'd, I think the likelihood of him having two bad games in a row is quite unlikely. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I think it's almost like he, he'll be one that can kind of give himself that pep talk that needs to get him playing better. And uh, I think if you look even back to like Hamilton in the Cup and stuff, like he created that goal out of just like sheer kind of 
well, kind of Tasmanian devil energy. Tommy Devlin, this kind of thing, running yeah. through walls to to get that. So I think you've got to you've got to think nobody covered themselves in glory in the Motherwell game. So it'd be hard to kind of pinpoint him as being the particular weak link. So yeah, no, I, I think I think he if he's fit, he he starts really. Um, but yeah, maybe harsh on Grant, but at the same time, I think we all like we kind of know that he's not a he's not a starter every week. And uh, yeah, there'll be games where he can he can start, but I don't think this is one of them that he needs to. Adam, you've often said in the last couple of weeks that you'd quite like the idea of a three in the middle, and then it it also in turn allows Shanklin to kind of be that focal point. Would you do it here again? That does ask the question: Who would you have on the left? Because in that you would have a three of Snodgrass, Devlin, and Grant, Janelli on the right, Shanklin through the middle, and you would have to fill that left hand side. But would you stick with what we've been doing with the two? With Devlin Snodgrass? Well, well, it's funny because I was thinking as Richard was chatting there, if he goes with the same 3-5-2 that he did against Motherwell, which would be mental, he could go Shankland and Janelli up front and have Grant supporting those two. I don't think he's going to, but knowing Robbie, I mean, he loves a tinker and he loves dicking about with stuff that doesn't need dicked about with. So Grant so, in like a 10 with yeah, Devlin and, and Devlin and Snodgrass, Yeah, I, I, I feel like that's that could be an option for him. Not saying that he, he would do that. Obviously, I've bored Richard to tears and that's why he's off. But, yeah, Richard's um, off. <laughs> I, I, oh, here he comes. Yeah, the do- right. Fuck all the, the chat. Dogs here. Yeah, the dogs screw here. you, George Grant. Right. Are we getting a chat with him? Um, What's his name, Richard? He's called Larry. I just had to make sure my phone number was switched around on his on his tag. Yeah, he's called Larry. And he's he's not comfortable here. So I'm gonna I'll move him back next door, but I could hear him at the door. So That's um, fair see, this is why you watch on YouTube, you get pug footage, and this is the highlight of the entire podcast. Yeah. Anyway. See, this is why you need to be watching on YouTube because you get to see Larry, which is way better than listening to Grant potentially being in the ten. Hundred percent. It's not even a debate. No, exactly. Richard, would you like to have Grant in the ten? What is Larry Devlin behind? What, is Larry a George Grant fan, or what's his thoughts? Uh, he's, he kind of he watches Wimbledon quite a lot. Yeah, he does. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's, he's not really watching us. Like, I mean, I tried to put him through the Motherwell game, and I think he just fell asleep. Yeah. <laughs> um. No, no, I'm, I'm bored of this question. Move on. Yeah, well, I, that's a perfect <laughs> segue because I want to move on to the score predictions and then we have a different quiz. So, Richard, can I get a score prediction for this weekend? Is it at home? Sorry, I wasn't... Yes, it's at home. Okay. Yes. <laughs> uh, uh, also, oh yeah, Phillips is missing the game. I wrote that down in a bullet point, if that's useful. I don't know what position he plays. He I knew he got red cards. He is. That's very nice. true. And they haven't even appealed it. They've just went, no. Yeah, they were just like, we know. Well, Davidson said it in the weirdest way possible. He went, I think we'd win it if we did because we should win it, but we're not going to appeal it. It's like, okay. I don't. I, I, I think it is a red. It's definitely a red. He studs the guy. Is like, it? Yeah. Pip, no, not Pip. Is it Flynn that he hits? Uh, yeah, Ryan Flynn. That's right. Yeah. It just like nearly snaps his ankle. And then you got that's people shocker. be like, don't know if it was a red light. But yeah, do you know where Phillips plays in the pit? Centre mid, yeah. He's okay. one of the centers. So I don't, I don't know, is, is Gowser back fit? He That's might what I was just about place. to ask. Will that mean it would be Devlin versus Ryan McGowan? Potentially. I mean, we saw that the last time at Tynecastle, didn't we? So 
Yeah, and McGowan Neal got sent off after breaking Kai's foot. <laughs> oh yeah, that is a point. And then at McDermott Park, McGowan got booked within six minutes because again he was just playing the centre of the park track. There was a conceded the penalty that day. Yeah, the handball was it not? Was I it a handball? That. Yes, yeah. it was. I. Yeah. Yeah. Christ. Yeah. Well, so in game one he broke Kai's foot. In game two he gave away a penalty. What's he going to do this time? Hey, well, I thought he was Agent Gowser, but oh, maybe no, not. Apparently not. But yes, Richard, what is your score prediction for the weekend? Uh, 2 0. I don't know. I'll take that. Uh, 10 hearts, maybe. <laughs> I was about to say, I wouldn't take it the other way around, but yeah, I'll take it 2 0. I know, but I do, I, do want, I, I do want a reaction. So I, I could do with like a, a heavy pumping, mm-hmm. but at the same time, like, it's, um, it's be realistic. It's kind of it's small it's steps, us. I think. Yeah, that's um, very fair. Adam, are you? Also, going I should say said? it's. Uh, yes. I've got another bullet point. I've got another one for you, Adam, later, but I'll reveal it later. Um, <laughs> it's uh, the eight-year anniversary of putting ten past Cardiff beef today. I think. Is it um, really? Yeah, because oh. I was uh, hung over nice. at a placebo concert that day. Um, <laughs> nice. <laughs> and then I've also written. I don't know why I think this came up on like uh, shuffle earlier on. I've written. I genuinely don't think Nickelback Nickelback are as bad as they get credit for. <laughs> Or you don't get a credit for. I agree with this. I agree with this statement. Well done. You're a brave man for saying it because not many people have But I don't understand why they get so much hate. They're a bit, yeah, they're not written any like, one hit wonder, are they not? But... <laughs> I, I like how there's no justification. You just put it as a point and then we're like, that's that's important. Yeah, I mean, I, I was I was thinking of stuff that like, actually no, I'll go through the thing that I wrote for you, Adam. Actually, just while we're uh, oh while yeah, we're God, I dread uh, what this is. Last yesterday, so Swindon Town put a tweet out saying, "Are you an aspiring media professional looking to get into the football industry?" And then you said, "A league club looking to take advantage of somebody's <laughs> time and equipment without paying them is pretty poor, if you ask me." And um, so I wrote, "A lower league podcast looking to take advantage of somebody's time without paying them is pretty poor, if you ask me." <laughs> Fair. It's very fair. It's very fair. Listen, this is as high as lower league. This is non-league. Let's just be honest. Wow. Well, wow. I mean, if we're oh. saying it, it's bad and bad enough. Like, that's bad. But listen, you get publicity. You get publicity. So that's the same, isn't it? Same as payment. And you but... have been gagging on coming back on here, Richard. Let's be honest. I mean, I was sort of joking a wee bit, but like, I was also... I mean... The phone had stopped ringing, and we're all that's <laughs> left. So you take what you can get. I got. I was on one about like. Something, I had this question for like Andy Webster, and like somebody got in touch. They're like, "Can you can you talk about Andy Webster?" So I wrote this wee thing about it, and then Andy Webster didn't even agree to be on the podcast. So I just like I'd written, and then they dealt with, and then they used the whole Andy Webster story as like the story. So they basically read what I'd said, and then they moved on to the next topic. I'm like. You asked me because you're like Andy Webster's going to be on this. What do you think about him? So I kind of tried to make it balance like a parents' evening report, and I was like, uh, you know, should have tried a bit harder in the early days, but he got round, <laughs> you know, blah, blah blah, not that bad, bit of a snake, but it was fine, uh, not as bad as Stephen Presley. Yeah, and then they, they kind of read that out, and it's like uh, that was it. So I'm like, oh, <laughs> so I mean, maybe they got in touch with him, and maybe he's like, yeah. So what's the question? And they're like, oh well, uh, this guy got in touch, and he's like. Oh, is that the guy that had uh, done that Harry Potter tweet? He's like, not interested. Not going to do it. So... <laughs> got higher standards than that. Is that yeah. going to make it into the set? Is that going to be in the show? 
the Harry Potter, just showing that. Just be like, look, I did that. What was the part where it getting nicked? Didn't it get stolen by like a lot of people? It did. Uh, to be honest, that wasn't the, the worst one. Like the the worst one was. Uh... I mean, it was pretty, like, a lot of folk had posted it, and I was, like, pretty naive in the whole going viral bit or whatever at that point. So I was like, oh, give me credit. Like, I'm a young, suffering comedian when I did, like, two open mic gigs at that point. And, uh, the, but there was the other one about the the view at Parkhead when I said, like, there was a big pillar, and I said, do you think the view yeah. from the weigh-in's bad? Just, like, the referees haven't been able to see the fouls for Celtic over the last 10 years <laughs> or 20 years. And then I found, like, a Reddit uh, forum of like 50 <laughs> comments of people being like comedian Richard Cobb. I'm like, I don't even think it said comedian on like <laughs> on the post or anything. And then folk have just been like going through, like giving their opinion on me. And some guy went, uh, like somebody like it, it says what team you support. So it came up, there's like the, this heart, hearts fan. And he went, Oh, well I went to college with him in 2010. He was a then and a no. I'm like, you're a hearts fan. I was like, how like, I mean, obviously it was because I wrote. <laughs> I basically, I did, I did like music college, and I wrote a song about the guy called Facebook to your mum because he told somebody in class that he'd Facebook their mum once. So then I wrote a song and got the rest of the folk in the class to sort of sing back and vocals to it. So I could see why he maybe doesn't remember warmly <laughs> yes. our time in college together. But, uh, <laughs> but like, get over it. Kev drinks Corona. You know what I mean? Like, it's been a long time. Come on. Yeah. Well, that was. I'm glad that we basically just used this as therapy. This is this would be a nice twist. I think that's the best answer we've ever had to score prediction. (laughs) Yeah, true, very (laughs) true. That's the best score prediction answer we've ever had. Uh, Right, actually, on that we're going to the quiz. Well, are we not giving our predictions? Oh, I forgot. Uh, Are we? Is this near the end? Are we nearly finished? Yeah. Well, the quiz is going to take a long time. (laughs) Chris has got to take a, a lot of things. We've I, got to change. I actually the think Richard's spot on with two 0 so I'll go three 0 The differ. Okay. Or the hat trick. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Put all your money on it. Right. If you listen to this regularly, as Richard does, because he's so aware of the quiz, that you will know. Normally, we have one don't, multiple choice don't question. Don't sugarcoat this. He literally asked. You guys do a quiz now. That's the that's the level of support that we have from our guests. Look at him laughing. Laughing. It's a scumbag. There's a lot. Podcasts get released every day. There's a lot of podcasts out there. Like the see when like the the one about the OC. See when that finishes in probably a couple of months. And then once I finished all I quit with Kevin. And then when I've gone back to case file. And then when I finish some laugh, I might maybe listen to this one that I've done. Yeah. And then if it's good, then I'll maybe go back and bookmark the rest of them. So when like how long has this quiz been going? Right, this quiz has been going since the start of this season. Okay. <laughs> so, like, 30 episodes or something? I get sent a quiz every single day by by London Hearts. On the, like, I've got this London Hearts WhatsApp. What? And I, every single day, like, no offence if any London Hearts fans listen to this, but, like, every single day, there's wow. a feedback and feedback. There we go. A Kahoot quiz. Oh, we could do with some of that. Kahoot quiz number 939. And it comes through every single day, and that's why I've muted it. I'm not going to any London Hearts meetups <laughs> since the European days. <laughs> Although I did message in the other day and say, "Does anybody want to come at my gig on Thursday?" And I didn't hear back from anyone. Shambles, absolute shambles. So we normally have a multiple choice question, a true or false question, 
two normal questions and then a who am I, Richard, which is yeah. I give clues and you have to guess who the player is and they're within our lifetime. Sorry, Richard, see when we've been sharing these who am I's on our social media, like, have you not questioned that at all? He doesn't follow us. No, he doesn't care. He <laughs> doesn't mute. care. Um, absolutely need. Oh, was that part of this? Like, what, like... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I just... No, I just thought you were trying to get content. I mean, yeah, it's we're just multi-platform here. Right, you should put it on Instagram Live. I can present it. <laughs> that would be a great laugh oh, because you don't even know I, what it is. Do you know, I actually imagine Richard trying to get into the Instagram and just sitting there trying to hack it, guessing every single password on. Oh, I thought stuff. you just meant the platform, like he's trying to get into Instagram, not no, no. specifically. No, his, Insta- his Instagram's good. It's a plug. He doesn't seem impressed. He doesn't no, seem impressed okay. at all. But this. because normally, and as again, as Richard pointed out, how can it be a quiz when it's just with one person? Oh. Normally, just I ask a question, Adam will answer. Because it's both he is, with the four questions, I will come to each of you individually. But then with the who am I, again, to explain it to you, Richard, you get two questions normally to ask about the player. You'll each get two questions, but one after the other, so you can use each other's answers to help. And Adam, before this episode, asked if you two could be a team. I said, no. You're competing with each other, because I want to see if either of you can get it quicker than Laurie Dunside got it halfway through the clues, and Craig Fowler got it as soon as I said all the clues without asking any questions. So, question number one. At this stage last season, how many points separated Hearts and St Johnston? You've got four options. Is it A, 18, B, 20, C, 22, or D, 24? Um, I'm aware for continuity. Uh, my ring light is a different colour to the one <laughs> It's okay. Don't we really don't care. Uh, uh, they were really bad last season, weren't they? But they're not they really like bad. 22, was that 22? So, right. Richard's guess is C, 22. Adam, are you going with the same or are you mixing it up? I'll mix it up. I'll go... You say 20 on that? Yes. Yeah, I'll go 20. You're both incorrect. It was 24 as St. Johnston oh. were bottom of the league with 19 points. So they, they were doing very badly. Nice. We, uh, we both Adam, definitely knew that. I'll come to you first. Who was the last player to score the winning goal for Hearts against St Johnston? Barry Mackay. Richard, are you going with Barry Mackay? Are you going with someone else? I mean, it's uh, a weird way of doing it because I could just copy that and not lose any points. <laughs> I know, we don't have any other way of doing this because we've never had another guest on at the same time. Uh, I'm going to say uh, Barry Mackay. Correct, it's Barry Mackay. It's one each. Right. I've immediately realised there's a problem with this one because it's a true or false. So one of you are getting a point here unless you know it. And go I'll inevitably get it wrong and Richard yeah. will get it right. Right. In all competitions, Richard Cobb fan favourite Ben Woodburn has scored more goals for Preston than he did for Hearts. Richard, I'm coming to you first. I checked this the other day. Uh, that is uh, up to this point of the season. 
Yeah, so up to this point in the season, has Ben Woodburn scored more goals for Preston than he did for Hearts? Oh, uh, yes, true. I'm going false. Richard takes the lead. It is true. Is, is it five? Is it five? Yes, yes. Has he scored <laughs> five goals this season? Yep. He's no, he's not. It, smashing it. Oh my god, right. that league has jobbies in it. Richard takes the lead, two one. Well, if we're just finding the fact that I, I googled this a couple of weeks ago and there's no questions asked. About it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you, you've done your research. That's that's your guy. I, mean, I that, just you assumed you're in constant checking of Ben Woodburn and his life daily. You're as Ben Woodburn obsessed as anyone I've ever met. Actually, I'm going to call you out for something here because I saw a tweet that you made about Garan Kiyol. Huh? You were quite mocking of Ben Woodburn's ability and quality for Hearts after spending a year loving him. What's that? I know, but I'm surprised that I thought that was fire, fire under the radar. No, um, but like, no, I think that it was a thing with the expectation of you sort of think if you come yeah. from a, a Premier League club, then you're son- you're suddenly gonna like be amazing, oh, yeah, I did see this. be like a Paul McCallum type figure, <laughs> um, <laughs> and yeah, or a or a Demi Mitchell maybe. What's happened to him? Yeah, now, really? he's, back, he, now, now he's playing under Gary Caldwell at Exeter. What a career! Brilliant, wow. great. So, Richard takes the lead 2-1. Last question before we get to the who am I. Adam, we'll go to you first. In the last 10 years, how many times have Hearts faced Celtic in the Scottish Cup? Including this season. So, including the draw that we've just had, how many times have we faced? Jesus. So, one is this one that's upcoming. Right, so one's this one. We've played them in two finals and lost recently. In the last 10 years. So yes. Are we talking like the season 20, 2012, 2013? Yes, talking... that's what yes. I was going to ask. Yeah, right. from the so, 2012 13 so from, season. From Beatty's penalty, that doesn't count. That doesn't after count. After that. Yeah, it's the season after. I want to say, I'm going to say either four or five because we definitely played them under Robbie. Scottish Cup. Yeah, Scottish Cup, not League Cup, just Scottish Cup. I can think of. Morgaro Gomez getting sent off against Celtic and they battered us in the cup, I think. Oh, God. Did we not go out both cups to Celtic that season? I don't know. Oh, Jesus. I'm going to go... I'm going to stick with four, but I feel like that might be too low. Richard? I'm going to say five, but I think it is four. But I'll say five, just as a... The answer Give you a is chance. five. Richard takes it three to one, <laughs> smashing it. When, when were the times, McIver? Oh, I did care. I didn't make note of that. One of oh. them was we got beat seven nil. Oh, we'd we'd forgive you for thinking you're hosting this thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I'm I know that. that <laughs> was 13, what, what chance have you got? Thirteen fourteen when it was like the admin season, and we played the, we just had the kids. We got beat so seven under Robbie both finals, and now this season, and now this season. Yeah, oh, so that's annoying. Oh, I've conveniently forgot the seven nil. That's great. Yeah. I think I don't know when which one Gomez got sent off in, but I think Gomez did get sent off in one of the games. I want to say we lost four nil. We did lose four nil when when I checked. There you go. Did, did we play? Was it the was it the League Cup when we played them at Murrayfield? In the semis. Yes. 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 Aye. When Naismith's knee blew up. Yeah, and that was the, that was the end. That was the end of that. And, right. and did we not play Celtic in the League Cup under Robbie and Osmond so missed a penalty at Parkhead? Or am I making that up? I have no. I feel like idea. we played them in both in both cups that season that we got promoted, but I don't know if that's right. I'm not sure. 
I remember Osman so missing a penalty at Parkhead. I just can't remember yeah. if it was. I think that was League Cup or in the league. Can't remember. I'm not sure. Anyway, Richard is now three one up, going into the Who Am I? So I'll so give he's you won. all the clues. So he's won. Yeah. It, well done. Well done, Richard. Richard. Congrats. You've won. <clears throat> Smashed it again. Didn't know a quiz was a thing. So I mean, well, I'm I'm sure you've probably won some in the past, Adam. So well done. I mean, if there's only <laughs> one <laughs> contestant, then. Adam has routinely went zero for five in these questions. I, I, I genuinely so, have. McIver asks you questions that aren't even related to hearts. He asks you a, a fucking about Odeon films and all this other nonsense. That's that's needless attacks on me and my hosting abilities. So, <laughs> before we get to that, I've just remembered your background when uh, I tried to get you put on the screen at Time Castle. And, yes, uh, you did. I said, like, this is MacGyver. Yeah. Yeah. I put like I've shot like a photo of my book on your bookcase, and then a, a Ben Woodman poster, and I said this is his, his first game or something like that, and uh, yeah, wasn't it to say, the Ben the Ben Woodburn photo with the Champions League trophy? I think so. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah. I think it was. So we're going to have to make a change to the Who Am I? As I said, I'm going to run through all the clues. If either of you know it just from the clues, say it. But then you each get a question each. I'll go, one is, ask one question, let you have a guess, back and forward, and then we just see if you, either of you can get it. So, my time at Hearts was filled with controversy, both in the way that I arrived at the club and during a specific game. I've played in Latvia, Russia, Lithuania, and Scotland. Hearts were my last club before I chose to retire, and I have 26 caps for my country, and I captained it once. Who am I? They're stunned into silence. Jesus. So, Adam, I'll go to you for the first question, because you know what to do with the questions, and then Richard can do whatever he wants. I'm going to ask McIver, what position did they play? That's a good question. I need to get this person's Wikipedia up in case you oh, ask for What I mean is is in case you ask for clubs, in case you ask such as position, it was I'll give it well, this is interesting. Wikipedia oh, describes God. him as a defensive midfielder slash right back slash left winger. What? So this is a laugh. Is is a, is a left winger is like political stance? No, <laughs> I'm gonna go with no. <laughs> right. So, do you have any idea at this point? Can you can so, you repeat the yeah? Uh, yeah, give us the clues again. The yes, clues Mumbling. My time at Hearts was filled with controversy, both in the way I arrived at the club and during one specific game. I have played in Latvia, Russia, Lithuania, and Scotland. Hearts were my last club before I chose to retire. I have 26 caps for my country, captaining them once. Jesus. So, Richard, you have two questions that you can ask anything about. Adam, you have one. I know my next question. I'm just like, <laughs> Richard. Uh, <laughs> controversy in one game, did you say? Yes. So both at, uh, my time at Hearts was filled with controversy, both in the way I arrived at the club 
and during one specific game. Uh, are they Lithuanian? They oh, don't ask that. Are. Oh. Yes. Nice. Right. You've each got a question left, Adam. He said you knew what your question was, so I'm going to Well, mine was going to be the nationality. So oh, okay. Uh, so I, I'm I'm surprised that Richard went so specific, but it's actually worked out nicely. So a Lithuanian that was a right back, no, a defensive mid, a right back, and a, a left, left winger. winger. Yeah. I can what safely defensive... say for us, I'll give you this. I can safely say for us, he never played at left wing. He strictly played. As a defensive, I can't player. remember any Lithuanian defensive midfielders at all. I don't remember any of the Lithuanians bar Chesnowskis, Mikulunis, and Jankowskis. Right. Richard thinks he knows. So, we'll hope Richard still has another question. Adam still has another question. Adam, I'll come. Do you, because this is the thing, Richard, I forgot to tell you this. You only get one guess. If you get it wrong, you're out. So, do I just do I just right, set try this and up act like for Richard? <laughs> Sorry, do I just set this up for Richard to come in and steal? Well, the thunder it depends here? what your questions is. I was going to be very specific and ask, can I have their initials? Oh yeah, you can if that's the question that you want. The yeah. initials are N B. I know who it is, Nerius Barasso. Correct. Yeah, yes, he's nice. got it. He's got it. <laughs> I, I can't I give it to mind. Adam, even though he's nodding, saying yes. I no, that was that was. Uh, I, I knew that he'd come in and nick that. I, I couldn't think of Brass's first name. No idea. Do, what do you it know was. why I knew that? Because I went to the Player of the Year awards in two thousand and six at the Sheraton, and like all the team were there, uh, and I, like folk were going along, along, along collecting the the name tags, and I was too slow. So the only one they had left was Nerys Barassa. <laughs> so I, I sort of took that. And that's who I was thinking of, because uh, I remember like he had something like he he walked along the main stand and didn't clap the clap the home fans or something, so folk got annoyed about it. So was that, that, that so, was probably his last game, maybe. So on the controversy <laughs> thing, there's an entire most of his Wikipedia about his time at Heart is about this. So, I have no idea what his first name was, so it's a good thing that Richard was here, otherwise we could have been here till half past what nine. Are the, what are the chances of that? That the one player I picked for you, you got the name badge, basically. So the controversy in which he arrived at the club, he was one of those players that Romanoff used to sign for his surrogate teams. So he signed for FBK Kaunas yeah. and just immediately got sent on loan to us to Classic. get around the red tape of signing for her. No money laundering going on there no, whatsoever. None at all. And then the controversy in a game is that against Rangers, we got beat and him and Miko got booed as they were walking round the pitch because they Was didn't that after Miko dived for Scotland no so against Scotland rather I don't know if it was because oh well when did that game happen October oh. 06 when God, was the Scotland Lithuania game Richard would you know that yeah it was it you know 2006 or 07 season anyway yeah yeah because he basically right. got hounded out by Richard Gordon the big race that's right yes yeah. yes exactly so Miko and Barassa are walking around the touchline. They're getting booed, and they don't acknowledge the fans at all, which makes the fans get more annoyed. Then, our current sporting director at the time, Alex Kozlowski, said that the Hearts fans were being xenophobic 
to Miko and Barasa. Whereas then fan groups came out and said, no, we were booing them because they were shit. To which Kozlowski then retracted his statement, apologised, and then subsequently stepped down. I was about to say, I've never heard of that geezer in my life. So, no, I've never heard of him either. So that's it. But not only did Richard know who it was, he knew the specific game that I was talking about in regards to controversy. I would have guessed it was, I think, because I had, I think I had a season ticket that season. So right. it was like, I think in the main stand. So I remember him coming around. Um, yeah. What was your second question going to be, Richard, out of interest? Didn't need one. No, because I, I think I knew who it was. It was either him or who was the small guy? Who was the wee, um, guy who was quite good? He, he scored a couple of goals. He, he was almost like the John Cahoon type. Oh, uh, there's a question. Did it begin with a K? I'm saying it had a K in it, but if he was Lithuanian... It, was, it, 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 was it like Ivas or something like that? No. Uh, I, the squad I, can't, for I you. can't remember. I can barely remember any of the Lithuanians because most of them were ranked. He was one of the few that wasn't absolute dog shit, basically. <laughs> <laughs> so it says that the only four words we had at that time were Bednar, Elliot, Jankowskis, Yul Michaela, Mickey Pospisil, and Poranidsen. And then midfielders. Who? No idea. <laughs> He's Icelandic. <laughs> that book of my life. Yeah, there's a guy called Ludek Strachny. There's got two Ks in it. He was a number yeah, 10. Not... It might be him. Have a choice. That's what I'm thinking of. Oh, right, okay, yeah. Chesney. Yeah, Chesney yeah. was good. I like Chesney. Sorry, what? No, did you say Kiznavichus? I said Kiznavichus. Oh, yeah. I, said, I yeah. read yeah. Chesney and went, yep, I like Chesney, yes. I Michaelinus was good. Yeah, Michael was, yeah, he was quite good. So, it technically finished 4-1 to Richard. And Big Zal, I forgot to mention Big Zal, I love Big Zal, rest in peace. Yep, just shout out to Sal Yukis. No, I was talking about the Lithuanians. Like most of them were dogs. Oh right. I genuinely was like, where's that come from? I was so confused, but I see what you mean. Got to pay homage. Sorry, right. I see what you mean. So yes, Richard, very successful in your Yeah, well done, man. You you mocked the quiz, but you did very well on it. Was that a fact? Because I didn't know, I mean, obviously I haven't heard it before. Um, (laughs) like I didn't know if I was allowed to sort of jump in. Oh no, you have to do whatever you want. At one point I did let my dog in, then I went into the balcony, so you know, my manners have Quite literally gone out the window. Right, well, if you have enjoyed this... By the way, but anyway. Right, okay, cool, great. Fair play to you if you've you've enjoyed this. It's been, again, a journey. We see on Twitter, inexplicably, these are our most popular episodes. You get... God knows why. Literally tens of listeners. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Hey, it's up three single digits. So, we'll take it. Not that you get so personal. Sorry. Well, if you have enjoyed it, Make sure that you end up going to Richard's show at the Fringe this August. Once again, Richard, please plug everything that you can do so people know no, don't. where to go. Don't. Yes, no, do. No, not with the offence that he's just caused. There's no need for that. We've given him this platform. He's using it and abusing it. If I know any any photographers that want to um, get work experience for taking photos for the festival, uh, let me know. Are they expected to bring their own cameras and get there their own way, yeah. You're not going to make the French programme deadlines, I've already sent that in, but uh, <laughs> it might be in next year, and you'll get you'll get a free ticket. It's free anyway, but anyway. You know. Yeah, but still. Right, what's your Twitter, Instagram, all that kind of part? At the Richard Cobb. Smashed it. Well, we're <laughs> at Perth to Paisley on everything. I've got a link tree on the, on the, on the thing as well, and I'll okay. have tickets. It might have a link professional. 
Um, what we get, what's this one going to be called? This episode. What do you want it to be called? Uh, don't eat four sausages eight minutes before the recording starts. <laughs> we'll call it four sausages. Four sausages. Four sausages, yep. That's right. Well, now that explains the title. Only true people who have listened to the very end of this will understand that, otherwise there's no context. So, you'd see at the very end. We're at Pertipezo and everything. Adam, where can they get you on social media? Uh, they can find me boycotting the fringe uh, on all my socials, at Adam T. Kendall. What about yourself, mate? I'm at yeah, you also pick the, pick the who scored every week as well. True. Very true. Which is disgrace. Didn't somebody get a 10 this week? Eamon Brophy. Two goals, That's two fair. assists for That's Ross County. Bagsman. Give him that. Give him that. We'll be back next week without Richard and it'll be more normal and less people will listen. So, thanks everybody. We'll see you next time. Bye.